Well, hello, everybody. So we have a little bit of an addendum that we're going to add on to this episode. Um, obviously, we're having the the bulk of the episode is going to be our discussion with Kai Parker, uh, catching up with her after, you know, not having been able to do so for quite a while. Um, that being said, we did get news immediately after this episode that there was a Nintendo Direct slated for what is now today, which is February the 8th. Um, with all that being said, we felt like it made a lot of sense to to delay the release of this episode by one day, release it on uh, Thursday, um, just so that we had an opportunity to go in and add some context around um, anything that we felt like was relevant to this podcast that was revealed in that direct. Um, and it turns out that there actually were quite a few things. So uh, with all that being said, we are going to get to that discussion at the end of this episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and roll tape on the stuff that we managed to talk about with Kylie and then stay tuned after that for a discussion with Jess. Matt and I about what we're getting into with this Nintendo Direct that dropped today. Welcome to Sacred Realms. Ah! It's a great day in Hyrule, y'all. Welcome to Sacred Realms, a Zelda retrospective podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Willoughby. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt Willoughby. It is the final episode of the season, Matt. It, is it the final episode of the season, or are we doing one more? I, I don't. It's the right. final episode of the oh, season. So we're starting. We're starting the new game next week. Yes, next next week, one week from today, you will be listening to you, the listener, will be listening to season eight, episode one, covering the first chapter of A Link Between Worlds. Now, Lyndon, you know the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Well, we may just have to record on Monday, Matt. Well. Okay, fine. Okay. okay. As long as you're taking into account that. It's a manageable chunk of game. I don't think you're going to have a problem. I played okay, it last okay. night. Okay. I played it last right. night. I um, mean, I, I would like to play it. My copy of the game is currently sequestered at our parents' house, which is not too far away, luckily. So I'm going to have to go find that. And you know, I, I will say dig that. Dig it out. Yeah. 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 No, one, no one likes that. I will say that I, um, my experience with it, just a little teaser, I got done with my chunk of the game and it was midnight and I... I didn't want to put it down. I wanted to to, to just continue blazing that trail forward. Um, and I chose not to for the sake of having accurate memories. Pod. Two yeah. weeks down the line. Right. Yeah. No, that's fair. And that's how, that's what you want from your games. And, and that's how I felt about most of the games that we have played for the pod. So I'm excited to, uh, to get back into that um, after a short one week break. Yep. Love to hear it. But of course, that begs the question. What are we doing with this with this last episode this bonus episode uh you know how are we choosing to spend our time wrapping up this season the answer to that question is that we are burning cigar wrappers burning cigar wrappers which is what what matt's doing doing. currently i'm doing something a little more constructive uh we what we've chosen to do with this time is to bring on an old favorite who has been absent from the pod for just a little while uh we've been meeting to have her back on for some time and tonight it has finally lined up for all of us ladies and gentlemen I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled, I tell you, to welcome back to the pod, Kai Parker, a.k.a. Dangerous Pixels, a.k.a. Captain Dangerous. Kylie, how you doing? Hello, my friends. Oh, I have missed you guys. Oh, we missed you. It's been too long. It has been too long. Uh, unfortunately, our our last uh, attempt at a uh, 
recording was because my um my home decided to lose power at a very inconvenient time. So <laughs> There's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, again, like I, I know I had talked to you guys a little better uh, a little bit earlier. Um we randomly lost power. We had a blizzard for the first time in what, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Didn't lose power at all. No, no, no power loss, nothing. Uh, but it got a little windy a week ago. A little windy, like, you know, 20, 25 hour winds. Lost power. So I don't know if that's a good gauge of like our, you know, our power system here, but clearly it withstands a blizzard. But, um, well, we had, not- I was about to say that that's not <laughs> the experience say, we have. Well, we had, a, we had a, we, we had a bout of snowy, icy weather last week and the power grid fared much better this time than it did last time that happened. So oh, yeah. well, I, I was completely shocked. Like I, I was terrified because, you know, I was over at my, uh, there were my in-laws for Christmas and you know, were having a blizzard, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I have a, I have a snake, I have a ball python. Like, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this heating going to go bad? Like, what about my cats? Like, ah, I was like freaking out. Didn't lose power at all. No, no. But uh, t- uh, a week ago, we randomly lose power because, you know, the wind hit above 20 miles per hour. I think that's I fair. <laughs> yeah. Th- really? Is it fair? No, no, it's, it's the, it's, it's not. Um, yeah. Uh, power outages are always frustrating. Um, they're a little they less, no, yeah, they're, they're a little less common at apartment complexes, I, I think. Um, but whereas I had the, uh, wonderful experience today of a fire drill in the middle of one of my meetings. Nice. And, um, classic yeah so and of course it was even more classic that as soon as i uh got outside like literally i was outside for 30 seconds and then they were like all right you can go back in and i was like are you like half the people aren't even out of the building like there are 10 people standing out here what are you what are you talking about i was like oh it was a it was a false alarm like oh thank you it's wonderful and within 30 seconds they were like oh yeah it's on yeah exactly <laughs> good enough some of you made it out not everyone died we're fine <laughs> it's, it's literally it's literally the uh the shrek bit where he's like some of you may die but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. <laughs> oh man, that's an excellent movie. Well, I'm really it's a great movie. Matt, I'm really I'm mostly just happy that there were no fatalities suffered in your uh in your fire drill. Well, that I know of. They, they might happen on the other side of the complex. Okay, but for right. me, I, I didn't witness any dead bodies. So there you go. Well, praise be. I am glad that you're okay. <laughs> you, you, we we truly love to hear it. Kai, it has it has been it has been a minute since you've been on the show, and I was actually going back. It's been so long that I had to go back and look at episode descriptions and be like, "When did we have Kai on the show last?" I know. I know. It's been. It's so. It's so frustrating. Right. So we we had a. So I went back and looked. The last time that we had you on was during the Link to the Past season, and yes. that means that we have covered Breath of the Wild. The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, and The Wind Waker in the time since oh you've been on. Oh my god, yeah. yes. I, I have truly aged like 50 years in you saying that. So, <laughs> so have we, honestly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a lot of... Zelda 2 gave us at least 15 years. Uh, yeah, Zelda 2 is the main yeah. chunk of that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, my hair, I actually have white hair now. Like, actually speaking truthfully, I have white bangs, like white hair. So, uh, truthfully speaks to <laughs> where we're 
we're at right now. I've aged that much. <laughs> well, it, but based on your uh, social media pictures, it looks fantastic. You, you wear it well. Yeah, it's a real ro- it's a real rogue sort of thing. Ooh, it's, it's nice. a good, yeah. good comparison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, rogue, rogue was my go-to. Um, uh, that was she's like one of my favorite characters. So I decided because like my hair was coming in white to begin with. So I was like, I'll just embrace it. Just go all white. Let's go. (laughs) So I just want to catch you up real quick on what has happened on the podcast from just a ranking of the game standpoint since you've been gone. Yeah. Please do, please and, do. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it as I read through this ranking, because on our on our Discord community, uh, we have actually had some lively discussion about this this week. And okay, okay. me specifically has gotten some flack on this. <laughs> well, you and the te- you and the detective are equally culpable for what you did. But most people blame me. Let's be clear. <laughs> oh, wait, Matt, are you the are you the one being flacked for? Yes. You're the one being yeah. flacked for? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I'm curious. I want to hear. I want to hear. Let's go. So here's the ranking as it stands right now. Number okay. number eight is the adventure of Link. No surprises there, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. Number seven is the Legend of Zelda. Okay. Number six is A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Number five is Link's Awakening. Okay. Number four is The Wind Waker. Okay. Number three is Skyward Sword. <gasps> number two is Ocarina of Time. And number one is Breath of the Wild. Ooh, I have contingencies. Lay it, lay it on us, Kai. Right. Just off the cuff. Do, do 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 we want to do our intro first and then get into that? Or you know what? That's actually that's a that's a really good idea. I was ready to just dive right into it. But with all that being said, if you didn't know, Sacred Realms is a weekly reexamination of the Legend of Zelda, one little slice at a time. Sacred Realms drops every Wednesday and is available on all major podcast networks. Every week, we play a new section of a Zelda game. Then we sit down here to talk and to drop our hot takes. If that sounds fun to you. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and be sure to leave us a review. Five-star reviews are greatly appreciated, and they have a chance to get a shout-out here on the show. If you want more Sacred Realms in your life, you can head on over to patreon.com slash sacredrealmspod to get access to our Discord channel. Listener mail, vote on what game we play next, and so much more. Of course, one of the benefits that Master Sword patrons and above get is that we read their names every week here on the show. Those legendary individuals are Shepherd Street, Theodore, Matthew, Chris, Daniel, Fallout 907, Kelso, Tiffany the Star, Daxel, Patrice, Stephanie, Darknuck, Brian, George, Mike, Dylan, Allie, Lennon, Melanie, Kolku, Aiden, Rowan, Josh, Nick, Dante, Gep, Brittany, Davey, Haru the Mighty, Derek, Albert, Mark, Andy, Cameron, Ben, Daniel, Nick D underscore TV, Travis, Christian, Jonathan, Hyrule Interviews, aka Max Nichols, Garrett, Andrew, these are the most wonderful of individuals. We could not make this podcast without their generous support. We hope that you're all still here after the last week of discourse that we've had within our community. <laughs> well, so far, we haven't lost anybody. We have not lost anybody. So far. So that's good, Thank I guess. They love you guys. You guys are all good. You, they love you. Thank, it's all good. Thanks for hanging around, y'all. But without further ado, let's get into the actual discussion of this episode. I was just, I was so excited. I almost forgot to do the housekeeping. We, we can't have that. That doesn't make good pod. Okay. <laughs> so with all that being said kai th- mm-hmm. that's our ranking how do you feel okay so i agree and disagree <laughs> uh re- so breath of the wild was the top yes really tippy oh, top yeah. tippity top oh, wow. and you you na- unanimously voted because so we actually 
yeah, so we actually have three uh, at the at, at the the last episode um, when we recap a game and vote on where it ranks. Uh, we now do those episodes with three people so that uh, we have a tiebreaker in the event that we need one. So I, I have no discourse with, you know, people, especially like new people coming into like the Zelda world, especially people who've never, you know, played Zelda, like, I feel like Breath of the Wild is a really good, like, icebreaker. Um, and I say that in the sense of, like, it's, it's again, open world. It's it's a different, you know, kind of, like, it's really hard to pinpoint. Um, but I feel like it, it, it absolutely encompasses every gamer um, in the sense of, like, okay, yeah, it is a little bit open world. It's also like has categories of, you know, the Zelda feel, but the crafting has to do with like, you know, like the little bit of like the Dark Souls or Skyrim feel. A little like, bit of survival mechanics yes, in there, right? It kind of, kind of takes everything in. Um, But like for me, I'm, you know, old school. Like, you know, I love like Link to the Past was one of the f- – was the first Zelda I ever played. And then, you know, Ocarina of Time was the other one that really like got me into Zelda, uh, Majora's Mask, and then, you know, all those other ones. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised Breath of the Wild is at the top, uh, simply because we're coming to the age now where we're seeing a lot of new people coming in and experiencing Zelda for the first time. Yeah. So um, I, I will say to your point, to your point, Matt was having a crisis of conscience for sure going into that <laughs> voting episode. I, I was because oh, no. because his whole establishing premise for our Breath of the Wild season was that he felt that Breath of the Wild was a spectacular 10 out of 10 game. He just wasn't sure that it was a spectacular Zelda game. Um, I can completely relate with that. And so – Going week to week, and I mean, actually, you kind of convey catch Kai up on your experience with what that. Yeah, was I think that like for me, it was it was too obvious that Breath of the Wild was the next step in what Zelda is and will become, in the same way that Ocarina of Time was that in 1993 and 1998. Why did I say three? 1998, uh, 93 was Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 1998. So like it, it it shows what Zelda will be moving forward and I think that as as a next step in the evolution of what Zelda is because Zelda has to evolve and change and grow or else it stagnates and and anything that stagnates fails eventually. So um when I kind of approached it in that way, um it was taking it was taken as a 10 out of 10 video game and also as man if this is where zelda's going i'm i'm pretty much on board like um 9.3 out of 10 on board and um you know i think that was really how it landed at the top for me even though like my preconception about the game going into it was that like zelda needs dungeons and zelda needs items and zelda needs etc 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 and also Breath- weapon durability makes matthew want to pull his hair we're out not gonna head. actually we're not gonna talk about weapon durability because we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna sidetrack that we'll go on a tangent for like three hours about weapon durability it's happened terrible it's happened Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. I'm right there, Matt. I'm right there. Thank with you. you. Like straight Thank up. You. Like I, me and Kyle. So straight up. Like we got the, 
this isn't even like India. I don't even, I don't give, I don't give a crap. Uh, we, <laughs> we got the game a week early, right? And yeah. so we straight up shut every window in our house. Not even kidding. Shut up every window in our house. <laughs> we did not see the light of day for a week because we got Breath of the Wild early, right? I had to like turn off like any sharing or like, you know, oh, I'm online playing, you know, Breath of the Wild. I had to turn all of it off. Play Breath of the Wild for a week. And like, we were so deep into it. We didn't talk to anybody. We didn't do anything. We just played this game. And Kyle and I both like playing it. We were so irritated because we were like, listen, okay, listen, I get the weapon breaking, like the weapon breaking stuff. Okay, cool. Awesome. Like, great. But you should be able to have like either like some thing you have to work for to like, like make it not break. Like you get like some like, experience points know. or investment yeah. opportunity yeah. or an upgrade or an iron stasis to like your weapon where it's like it never breaks or you get like some like yes you have to work for it cool awesome and i com- i completely agree with this by the way i i'm yeah. very much of a mind about this yeah yes like i want it like kyle and i both talked about it when we first played this years ago we both said like yes get like a you know, even if you have to go to like, you know, deep into the mines of whatever to, to fight some dragon creature, whatever, to get like a, a, a an item that like basically stops your weapon from breaking. That's what I want. Like that, that would have been fantastic. Maybe like some mithril, like mithril. <laughs> get some Frodo armor. Like, that's what we need to. Kylie delved too greedily and too, too deep. deep. <laughs> she awakened the Balrog. <laughs> you, you, oh, the yes. Oh, yes. The Mithril. Oh, God. oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that you guys know my Lord of the Rings references. This makes me so happy. Like, no joke. Yeah. So I think that, that like, Breath of the Wild coming on number one was actually probably the least flack we got. Um, currently, the debate is, why is Skyward Sword above Wind Waker? And why am I specifically wrong about that? Because, so, and, and so just some context here. I, oh, I'm yeah, so this is going to, this is going to, th- this is tough because I, so in the current list, I voted Link's Awakening and Wind Waker both over Skyward Sword and was outvoted and was, okay. and was okay. outvoted so both times. All right. No, Lyndon is your people. I am not. I voted Skyward Sword above Yeah, Matt, Matt, and our, Matt and the detective, our other voting partner, they both outvoted oh, me both times. Matt, Matt voted oh, yes. Skyward Sword above Waker? Yes. I did. You're dead. I did. I mean, look, I see that's the reaction that I got. So, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so it's really funny uh, talking about Skyward Sword. So I used to hate Skyward Sword. Uh, but the reason I hated it. Listen, hold on. It was the motion controls. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I say put your pitch horse down. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because when I first played it, I played it with the really crappy. We and nothing, nothing connected. It was it was abysmal. Yeah. And I was so irritated because because beyond that, that that game was gorgeous. For sure. Oh my god. That game was beautiful. 
the uh i loved like the the little puzzles and stuff they did uh the the whole like little like korok side thing where they like had like everything in that was i'm saying i shouldn't say korok but like what what were they the little the um, kikwis yeah kikwis you i was like they're not koroks kikwis yes like everything in that was adorable the thing that turned me off and again the first time i played it was with the crappy Wii remote. And when I played it again, when it was re-released, I was like, oh my God, I love this game. I actually love this game. Like, I was like, this is how I wish I would have played it the first time. Like, this game is beautiful. Like, I, I wish I would have I would have had this experience the first time I played it. So how recently, oh. so I know you've played, obviously you've played Skyward Sword HD very recently because it, it, just, yeah. it just came out within the last year. Um, how recently have you played Wind Waker? Uh, so I actually started playing Wind Waker again, but I'm playing like the old GameCube version because I'm an old, I'm an old person. <laughs> hey, you and Detective Mike. Yeah, Detective Mike also played the GameCube version. We both played the Wii U. Yeah, I, I really like the old version. Um, I actually played that game originally, like I beat it fully, like GameCube version. I, I did the, uh, I got... <laughs> I did the Pictobox stuff. I did all of the side quests with uh, Tingle. I like I did everything. Um, I was super obsessed with it. Uh, Wind Waker is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and like I've, I would say it's mainly near and dear to my heart just because it was like one of the first games that I played with my little brother. Uh, it was his first Zelda. So we really bonded playing it together. Well, I was going to say, and I, I know that you, you've told that story several times on the, on the podcast before. And it's, and it's a great reason to have, because, and this is the thing about this list, right? Um, every voting member, everybody who plays these games brings so much personal baggages. Mm-hmm. Baggage sounds like a bad word. I don't mean it in a bad way. Well, it's not a bad, it's a, it's more of like, I take baggage as more of like a, a personal like they have a personal connection to the game yeah yeah and so obviously like our list is very reflective of the fact that um we've got a lot of people voting and playing on these games who feel varying levels of nostalgia for different ones right and obviously you know matt matt was so i i love skyward sword matt was bringing in a lot of extra nostalgia for it even on top of that for him so that was a that was a big part of it right um i will say that and i'm curious because (laughs) because yeah and you say that you've kind of fired it up recently again um and are just sort of I, i i gather playing it as the mood strikes right um, yeah. One of the things that we really noticed getting to the end of this season was that I think Wind Waker is a game that we were kind of shortchanging in a certain way by constraining it to a schedule the way that we do the podcast, you know, um, mm-hmm. because it's really a lot more of like a vibes game. It's like a sit down and play and chill game. And so um, that that kind of colored everything a little bit, too. But, yeah, it, it's definitely it's proving a, a little bit controversial. And I, I kind of knew that it would because Wind Waker, I think, is it, by a lot of people considered to be one of the like it's certainly in the very top tier of Zelda games. I know a lot of the people that we had who were guests on this season uh, personally had it at least in their top five, some in their top three. I don't think anyone, no one said it was number one for that, right, Matt? I can't think of anyone. No, I don't think anyone said it was number one, but like very, very high up there for sure. Um, so 
yeah. So for, so for me, especially like Wind Waker, um, it's so tough for me to choose like a Zelda as like a top whatever, because like I played through all of them. And so it's really hard for me to like choose something as like a top. And it's like, you know, Majora's Mask had like a huge impact on me and it was just more of a personal thing not as just like stuff as a game like yes i loved it as a game but it was just like it's just like more of those things as like it's more more nostalgia yeah for sure and and i'm sure a lot of it too um because i know that my ranking shifts a little bit over time a lot of it's just down to mood right yes absolutely yeah um, Matt's sure. Matt's nodding his head enthusiastically. Yes, I, I'm <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to not interrupt the the conversation as much, but no, yeah, like it's totally yeah, it's it's very like there's there are times when I'm in a mood to play a dark and gritty game, and there are times when I'm in no headspace to play a dark and gritty game, and I need something light, and I need something. Um, that is not like a palate cleanser game. Right. And yeah, like, it's exactly. just, it, 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 and one of the things we really talked about in the ranking episode was, um, you know, phase of life and like where, where we're at and how we engage with gaming in general, um, having a lot less time these days than we used to, uh, to just sit down and play games. And I know not everybody has that experience. That's one of the things we talked a lot about on our discord as well was like some people who can play, you know, six hours of video games in, in a day or some people who can play six in a week. Like that's a very different life phase to be in. And (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to say, um, it's really funny because like, you know, I, I, as someone who is actually working in the gaming industry, like as a job constantly, we actually really don't have as much time to play games as you would think. <laughs> well, and yeah. that's, I, I mean, that's exactly me too. Cause I mean, so I'm still at Bungie actually. And no, oh, we, no, we didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never mentioned it. Um, <laughs> Congrats. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I know la- oh, last time we talked, it was like a very like new thing, you know? I, I love Bungie. So you're, you're great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. But it's, it's definitely one of the weird things about like, yes, I help make a video game now and it's one of my favorite video games. And it's like, it's a, but it's still a job, right? And so the myth, yeah. the myth of like, if you work in games, then all you're doing is playing games. It's like, no, there's still like a job that's happening here, right? Like, oh, oh my god, exactly. And that's it's kind of how like I feel. So like, you know, obviously, you, you know, you guys know I work for like you know a bunch of uh, you know different uh, like toy people and all that stuff. But I also work for like Critical Role. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's actually a really good thing, Kai. Could you take a second real fast um, for everybody who's newer to the pod since the last time you were on, which we do have a lot of those folks. Will you just give everyone a reminder of like what it is you do for a living? So I am a product photographer slash. uh, Eh, just product photographer. I think that's the best I can do. <laughs> There's a lot. Diorama more creator, yeah. uh, <laughs> stager, like, ah. um, nature photographer. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I kind of do. Uh, I kind of do a bit of everything. I I kind of blanket it with saying like a uh, product photographer, but uh, yeah, I kind of do a bit of uh, everything. Um, miniature photographer, like I, you know, I take 
pictures of small dioramas. Uh, I take pictures like I kind of do everything. It's so hard. Every I, oh my gosh, I feel so awkward every time people ask me like, "What do you do?" And I'm like everything like <laughs> and, and and like and so obviously the first place that i became familiar with your work and that a lot of people did i think is in your photography for some of like the good smile company and figma releases yeah. of like zelda and and and, and nintendo minifigures right um yeah. so i i i started uh i did stuff for nintendo like the amiibo like the small like little minifigures and stuff um and i started doing like Figures with like the little ninjas and stuff, which are done by Good Smile Company, um, which I now work for now. But now I do stuff for uh, not only them, but uh, uh, Critical Role, which is the giant D and D badass group of people that I absolutely adore. Um, I do all of their. Uh, I'm their official photographer for all of their content. So yeah. I went from, I went from tiny, I do tiny, like tiny pictures of stuff to, yeah, I'd say pictures of stuff for Matt Mercer. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, and it's, it's cool that you can like chart the trajectory of your career from like you doing so it crazy. for fun and as a hobby and then getting paid and then getting paid to do oh, like successively oh, bigger exactly. things. Exactly. It's my full-time job now. And it's so crazy because it's like. I never in my life would have thought that my boss would be like Ashley Johnson, Matt Mercer, like never thought that would happen. Yeah. And now here I am. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to barf. <laughs> but like you go back long enough and I know some of the first stuff you ever did that really caught on big was photography around the Good Smile Company release yeah. of like the Wind Waker Link figure, you know? Yeah. Exactly, the little, the little tiny. Uh, he's so cute. Uh, I know he's so cute. I love him. Uh, started there, and um, they've hired me since. I'm actually creating uh, sets for uh, Anime Expo and their further expos uh, later in the, in the the year. So you guys will see my my work later on. We always we always <laughs> keep up with it. We really do. But all that. You guys are so sweet. It's just so it's so fun. It gives it gives us that good brain chemical when we when we see it, you know. So now that now that everybody's got a refresher on what it is you do exactly for a career, um, kind of kind of getting back over to Wind Waker and talking about like it, it just brought to yes, it, talk about my favorite game. Let's go. Well, it brought it brought to mind talking about that good smile release of the Wind Waker Link. Right. It's so funny because those good smile figures are typically pretty like chibified versions of characters that are not in that style naturally. Right. But the Wind, yes. Wind Waker Link is pretty much a very accurate portrayal of that character because that's just how the oh, character absolutely. looks, you know? Absolutely. Like it was it's it's from game to figure, like accurate. Yeah. And oh. and so that what where that's kind of leading me is uh, asking you, and this is something that we actually asked all of our guests when they came on this past season, is obviously the art style for Wind Waker was one of the big controversial things about the game leading up to its release. Um where have you always been with it? I mean, is it something that you have a lot of love for? Did you love it instantly? So I know people were like pissed about it. They were like, really? Now for me, the cartoon style, I loved it. I loved it. Wind Waker like just hit my soul in like a different stance. And I felt like that's what you were going to say, because just kind of knowing you a little bit, that seems very yeah. on brand for you. Like I, I figured, oh, yeah. yeah, 
It was cute. It was very like, it was kind of like a little silly. And I, I, and the only thing, like I can completely relate with the fans because like the fans were like, oh my God, like, you know, we're going to get this, like this badass, like, you know, Link fighting like Dark Souls, like, like all this kind of stuff. And then we saw one maker. <laughs> and so many people were so disappointed, but we were like, what is this? But there's been a big shift on that, right? But it's like, right. like it's always so interesting to hear from somebody because most of the people we had on, you know, everybody kind of loves this now for the most part. Um, but I think most of the people that ten years, it took 10 years. Yeah. But I take it as like the same kind of thing as like what they did with uh, Majora's Mask. Or like Majora's Mask was hated on Sorry. a ton. And then now it's loved. And then Wind Waker is kind of the same thing. I have I have a few I have a few rapid fire questions that I want to ask you about Wind Waker. And we're just going to roll through them real quick. And I'm just curious what your off the cuff, like quick responses are to these. Sound good? Yes. I'm all here. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Question number one. King of Red Lions or Midna? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I came. To, I came to play hardball, Kai. They're not fun rude. if they're easy. This is this is rude. Like I feel like you kind of you came to my heart. It would be Minda, straight up. I love her. I love Kara Lyons, but this is rude. I am upset. <laughs> okay, yeah, Minda. I'm sorry because, like, listen. I have been trying to get Good Smile to make a Minda Nindroid for like the last six months. Okay. I'm actually, I'm shocked that that's oh, not a thing. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. All right. <laughs> we we okay, support thank you. you. Bless you guys. Yeah, no, Minna. I'm sorry, Minna. I love, I love Kieran Lyons. I do. He's, he's my homie. But Minna. <laughs> all right. All right. Next question. Me, me question number two. All right. Favorite piece of music uh, in the Wind Waker. Ooh. Oh. Uh, probably it's not the, the, the dragoon dragon roost Island. Dragon roost Island. Thank you. Yes. I was like, yeah, that's, that's my favorite. That was my favorite as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Question number three, mm-hmm. favorite item in the wind waker. Okay. Are we talking, are we talking outside of the one, like them, them like having the extra stuff? Like where they like, because they have like the the extra sale and stuff. We're talking. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it open for you to interpret in whatever way that you want. Okay. Um. Personally, I love. This is gonna sound really silly. I really like the spoils bag. <laughs> is is it is it because it has a funny face on it? Yes. Yeah. There you go. I knew it. I knew it. Kai, do you have a rep? Do you have a replica of the spoils bag? Do you like own one? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, she does. does. <laughs> yes, well, I, actually, that that makes a lot of sense, though. I feel like in the grand scheme of Zelda replicas, that's actually that's actually a useful one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I like right. it. Um, yeah, I am a big fan of the spoils bag because it just it just looks like a monster mouth. He's just like, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Okay. Okay, question number four. If you were going to sit down 
and over the course of a day or two, play through the entirety of a Zelda game front to back without stopping. Would you rather play The Wind Waker or A Link to the Past? Wind Waker. Wow. I I know Link to the Past is like a big one for you, so I was thinking that was actually going to be kind of a tougher one than it was. Wind Waker holds a very, like, like legitimately after I am done doing this, I'm going to boot Kyle off of playing Overwatch and I'm going to play play wind waker did we get you in the mood oh yeah i god i love that game well i told you guys i come i did a whole birthday party like like around this yeah matt still wants his wind waker party by the way yeah i I do done done tell me when when is your birthday matt october crap okay i'll plan it now i'm sorry i'm planning now challenge has been given and accepted yes actually matt i'm gonna bounce that one to you too because this was not covered in our recap which one of those would you choose to play unbroken in one sitting just those between those two between those those two two. um man that's kind of hard you don't say wind waker i'm gonna hit you (laughs) i mean i was i was gonna say the wind waker anyway but now i have even more incentive to say wind waker but yes wind waker I, I violently made you pick Wind Waker. Absolutely. That's 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 how it is. That's it's worth it mentioning that that's probably like a longer time investment. But that that was so. my that was mostly my hesitation was like I could probably beat Link to the Past in less than a day, whereas the oh, Wind no. Waker would probably no. take me more time. No. So. so fun fact, I have beaten Link to the Past 45 times. But who's counting, right? Me. Yeah, so it, and you you could definitely beat it quickly. I'm counting. <laughs> I there you go. It, I've beaten it on my Game Boy Advance. Uh, I've beaten it on like my Switch. I've beaten it on like my 3DS. Like I've beaten it on every like console. I have had it. I've beaten it. So, like it's it's like one of my favorite games to play. Um, I know, like I talk about Wind Waker, like being my favorite, but Mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's just like mindlessly like i'm like oh i'm gonna play i can play through link to the past because like, i know where all of like the secrets are i know where like all of like the little it's it's just one of those things where it's just like very like methodical like, like you could do it in your sleep exactly. in a little bit mm-hmm. and that's why like i can't it's, it's a comfort game for me yeah yeah i think if i were to choose from the width and breadth of zelda games which one i would sit down and play unbroken it would probably be Majora's Mask. I think would be the most oh, fun to just do that. That might that might be mine. Through. That might be really? mine too. It's, oh, yeah, I would love that. I get that. too stressed. I love Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda, but I get too stressed playing it because I'm like, oh my god, the time. Yeah, and I I get that for a lot of people, but for some reason, it's never really bothered me. I actually kind of enjoy that mechanic of like. I accomplish a bunch of things, then I go reset. Accomplish a bunch of other things and go reset. Like, like that, you do, I don't know. It feels. I don't know. I like it. Personally. It in like a timeline. So like the 3DS yeah, yeah. version really like helps with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, N64 version is like a little bit more scary. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Because you yeah. have the the whole bottom touch screen has like the time chart on it. So that's that's a good point. Yeah. And something uh, we'll need to consider when we go to play yeah, Majora's Mask. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. so for me, oh. it's actually a toss up between Majora's Mask and Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, uh, well, mm. when you guys hit up Majora's Mask, please, like, because that's my favorite Zelda. Don't oh, you, you know will it. definitely be there. I yeah. own, I own like seven of the masks from that game. <laughs> that's awesome. Which so, ones? Wait, what? 
Which ones do you own? Uh, so I have the Keaton, the uh, the the Fear Stevie. I have the Skull Mask. I have the actual Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh goodness, I'm gonna have to look what else I have. Do you I have any know. of like the Deku Goron Zora? Any of those? I have the Deku. Uh, I nice. do not have the Goron, but I have the. I think I have the. Uh, I think I have the, um, oh my goodness, I'm completely spacing. The uh, Zora. I think I have the Zora mask as well. Okay, sweet. That's a that's a collection. That's mm-hmm. a collection. Right there. I, I have a lot. <laughs> um, I'll have to show that because I would say if like if we do like if we do a Majora's mask, I'll pull them all out. I and mean, you can you guys can record them like me transferring them to like all the different ones that i have yes <laughs> that sounds like good that sounds like good twitter material i'm all yes, about that yes yeah um, okay was that question five or six i uh, don't know ask ask five. me more i'm all here for it question five or, or six. possibly six we don't possibly know six can't couldn't Go tell you it. this one this one actually comes from one of our discord uh members this comes from kolku who asks what is your favorite little nook or corner of the Great Sea? Doesn't have to be a whole island or setting. For example, Kolku's is the first peak on Outset Island before the bridge. I think he likes the view. Um, so, so this is, is there, talking about, this is talking about Wind Waker, right? Yeah, Wind Waker. So like, it, like, is there any specific area on the Great Sea that you just love going to visit? So, do you guys know the Crescent? A little like crescent. Um, it's where you actually go to get onto the ghost ship. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the one of the areas. I think it's on the it's the right or the left side of the map. I think. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it. I do know what you're talking about. I yeah. found it while so I was the crescent sailing around. Is one of my favorites to go to because I love being able to hop onto the ghost ship. But the crescent is like it's like it's such a Pirates of the Caribbean like feel. So that crescent. Mm-hmm. bit is one of my favorites crescent moon island yeah. is uh it's grid space e1 in case anybody was wondering yes. um and uh yeah just a just a, a little a scenic little island right there on the great sea there's a like su- submarine over there too so there you go uh, yes. actually i don't think that's one we answered on on the recap map but what's was this not. answer for you oh man um Favorite area of the Great Sea? You know, actually, one of the favorite things that I did on the Great Sea, so I think it probably counts, is the um, boat race. So there's like the little obstacle course you can go around. Yep. Um, oh my on, God. on your boat. I'm so yeah. bad at that. I'm so bad at that. I uh, I tried it. Oh my God, I was so bad at it. I was. I failed every time. Oh, I was so bad at it. Uh, that I loved it. And did you guys do like the the like little squid game, like the splish, splish kaboom, splish kaboom? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, oh and, boy. And I know I told you guys this. So like my um for my brother's birthday, his tenth birthday, we built like a little like a board of that. We put water balloons on it, and we drew like the squid stuff. So like you threw like darts at it for like. It being like this, you know, splash. <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah, but who made the who made the noises though? Me. <laughs> I totally did. I totally did. I was like splash. Like my brother laughed so hard. Like it was so funny. Um, yeah, I totally did that for him. 
I think mine, I'm, I'm actually thinking about this now and I'm having some trouble with it because there's a lot that, that are actually really cool. Um, I really like the, hmm, I mean, it's hard not to say ca- the cabana, you know? The cabana is pretty dope because that's like straight up timeshare vacation accommodations. Mm, yeah. And you have to do like, so like, you remember like the puzzle in the back wall? You have to like fill. like yep. Yeah. That is such a vacation thing to do, right? Like, yeah. like I'm not in the mood to go back down to the beach just yet. I need an hour. I'm going to do a puzzle, right? I'm going to do a puzzle. And now I have full benefits for a timeshare. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty good okay. setup when you really not think about, about it. $30,000. I solved this slide puzzle. I get this for free. <laughs> okay, so let's call it question number seven. I'm just going to make an executive decision and say this is number seven. All right, yeah, love it. You can only wear one outfit for the rest of your life. Is it the Wind Waker Link outfit, like the the green, the tunic, the whole thing, mm-hmm. or is it the lobster shirt? Lobster shirt, done. Lobster shirt, absolutely. There's no question about that one. Lobster shirt is superior. Listen, y'all, I have a tank top of the lobster shirt and a sweater. And a sweater. Wow. And a sweater. Listen, I sub to his his superior lobster sweater stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, Link Tunic is fine. All right. It's great. Cool. Awesome. Good for you. Lobster sweater and his. T- I loved it so much. I bought a tank top and a sweater. <laughs> I feel like there's a I feel like there's a lobster shirt sized hole in my wardrobe that needs filled ASAP. So I need to get on that. Well, there okay. you go. Your birthday's coming up. So my birthday, my birthday is coming. Put that on the list. Now I know what to get you guys. <laughs> Just identical lobster sweaters. Yeah. Love it. I don't see an awesome like twinning like picture of you guys wearing it. I'm gonna be upset. Now, well, you absolutely would see that immediately. We need to do a we need to get the same lobster shirt and then take a picture of both of us standing next to each other at the end of the hallway like the shining. <laughs> <laughs> like all three of us just like in an awkward way. <laughs> like, like some creepy like music done oh i'm so down oh i'm so down that's awesome it's the it's just the shadow temple music in the background (laughs) all about it yes please oh excellent okay question number eight you can own either an actual working like magical ass version of either the ocarina of time the goddess harp or the wind waker baton which one do you take Wind Waker Baton. Ocarina of Time, if it's actually a working thing that I can use to like teleport and control the flow of time. Imagine how cool it would be, though, for you to be able to control the pattern of the wind. Why would that? How would that help me in like everyday life? Uh, Listen, listen, listen. You got the Wind Waker. Yeah. Okay, listen. You can control the seas, the sea, and the wind. But I live in a landlocked state. But <laughs> but you could make so much money by moving to a tropical location and becoming the god of people who are on sailboats. Or I could use the Ocarina of Time to just go back in time and make better decisions financially. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll look. I can, I can just go mine cryptocurrency and get out scot free and make lots of lots of money. You can. 
you could okay. go you could go back in time and make a hundred grand on one NFT before they completely tanked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, man, that'd be so easy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, he has a point. All right, all right. All right, Matt, you win. I get, I get it. Yeah, and also instant travel sounds pretty cool to like. Yeah, also saying points. like part of Wind Waker, I could like, you know, like God damn it, Matt. I- <laughs> okay, so question number nine, and I'm, I've got ten of these. Question number nine. All right. You have got an option to either do what actually happens at the end of the game, where high rule below the sea is flooded, mm-hmm. and the Great Sea is just where everyone lives. Or you can drain the Great Sea and restore Hyrule to the version that it used to be. What do you pick? Uh, ooh, ooh, that hit me my soul. I have a follow-up question, maybe a clarifying question. <laughs> All right, Matt, go ahead. Before I will, will Ganondorf be alive or dead in both scenarios? Ganondorf is defeated, no matter which one you do. Okay. Um. I don't know. I <sighs> okay. I, listen, before I ma- Matt, what is your decision? I want. I would totally restore Hyrule because you can. What's stopping you from just bringing everybody that lives on the Great Sea down to Hyrule, and then you still have all the islands that are the Great Sea just on top of the mountains now. So right. you just have to sort of like hike up to them. Yeah, like you you get all of it. You get both things. There's no there's no losing in this situation. Right, that's kind of, that's actually where I was going to. I was just waiting for Matt to say it before I did. She wants me to say the controversial things. I did. I was like, I'm too scared. I was like, I'm going to let Matt make the, the controversial she wants. She wants me to hoist myself on my own petard and then just uh, follow yeah. along. Just, Matt, Matt said it first. Matt, yeah, Matt said it first. Matt, I agree with you. It's fine. <laughs> Lyndon, what would you do? Yeah, I... I would, uh, hmm, I would probably restore Hyrule as well. Honestly, okay, if all right, things were, if all things were equal and nobody was going to die, then yes, I would do that. Yeah, because like that was never really clarified. Of why can we not restore Hyrule? Is that going to like wipe out everyone who lives on the Great Sea? If so, then no, don't restore Hyrule. But like, if if that is not the case, if literally you're just taking away the water and now you have viable land again um that is just seems like a good thing so i don't know what what the problem is with that personally i don't know maybe i'm missing something there but i don't think you are i think we're all i think we're all on a page about this okay this brings me to question number 10 kai yes medley or makar oh makar really he's my little he's my little he actually he actually is a Korok. Yeah. Yeah, he's my little plant baby. I love that when you said that, my dog came in and like nuzzled me. He was like, oh, excuse you, Knox. Come here. <laughs> yeah. He well, Makar does have the cute factor of being tiny and also Kylie, who's a plant mom. Um yeah, does, really does do you think really do you think I wouldn't pick Makar? Like, come on. <laughs> Makar actually does have like a far more interesting musical instrument to me too. His little fiddle is pretty cool. Yeah, his little leaf fiddle. I have yeah. a miniature like of it, it and it is adorable. Yeah, Makar is my oh god, he's my little baby boy. I has remember. has has Makar ever made it into a photo shoot of yours? Oh, many. I'll send you pictures. 
<laughs> Please do. I can't wait. Okay. That's our 10 question lightning round on the wind waker. Thanks for doing that with us, Kai. That was, that was, a, that was a really good little, that was a really good little time. I mean, look, I, um, I will say that I'm just, I'm very excited to go back and replay this game whenever it actually does drop on the switch. And I think we all feel that way. So, so um, you guys are probably like me where we want, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess drop on the Switch, right? Absolutely, well, tomorrow would be great. I'm just over here wishing, like, seriously, if I if I have to sit down in front of a TV to play Twilight Princess when we get there, and I can't play it in bed, I'm gonna be upset. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm I literally have been so upset. Seems like easy money to me, but what do I know? No, I'm not Nintendo. I know. So here's the thing: I guarantee. And the times that I've worked for Nintendo, they're going to like, it's going to be like three, four months from now. They'll be like, oh, hey, here's these games. And you're going to be like, God damn it. In the, <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah, in the middle of the night. They're going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, here's these games. That's how yeah, they do exactly. it. Like yeah. there'll be a tweet. We'll all wake up to a tweet and they'll be like, oh, hey, yeah. by the way, y'all, um, I think we're about ready to get this thing wrapped up. But before we do get out of here, I just want to give you an opportunity real quick to drop your socials and just tell everybody where they can follow you and your work, because uh, I know that you've, you know, you're working on new and interesting stuff all the time. So please, you know, tell our listeners where they can give you a follow. Of course. So I am Captain Dangerous on Instagram. I am Dangerous Pixels on Facebook and I am CapDangerous64 on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, that's really where I'm at the most. I don't really have any other channels besides that. So, yeah. Cool. Well, absolutely. Captain Dangerous on socials. Go give Kai a follow. She does amazing work. Uh, seriously, we really appreciate you coming back on and having a little catch up conversation. It's it's really been too long and we had a great time talking to you. Two hours later. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us during that discussion with Kylie. It's always great to have her on and to talk to her. We know that everyone's really excited to talk about this news that came during the Nintendo Direct, but uh, still feel like we had a, a great chat there and, uh, you know, definitely a, definitely a great little episode and great conversation. Um, but with all that being said, we, we did have a Nintendo Direct today. And as said at the top of the show, Matt and I allocated some time to come in and talk about everything that was revealed there. So here's what I think we should do, Matt. Um, I think that we should talk about Tears of the Kingdom last. Does that sound good to you? <clears throat> uh, well, yes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So let's get into one or two things that that were sort of dropped aside from the Tears of the Kingdom news. Uh, and, and, and there really were quite a few things that excited me very personally in this direct. Not all of it was Zelda related. A lot of it was Zelda related. Um, but, you know, there were definitely some things that were not underneath the Zelda umbrella that I still thought were were pretty great. Um, of course, I think the big news besides Tears of the Kingdom that people are going to be so super excited about um, is going to be the addition of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance to the Nintendo Switch online uh, service offering. I mean, this was a big moment, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was huge. We I know we were we were texting during and um, as soon as the Game Boy thing came up, we were both just like, oh, there it is. Finally, finally. Because I, I feel like the this has been one of those things that has been talked about forever. There have been some leaks like we we know that like we knew this was going to happen at some point. Um, mm -hmm. And and we knew that Nintendo was just waiting for whatever Nintendo reason um, to release this. And 
and that time has now come. So um, the good news here is that it is not just Game Boy. It is Game Boy and Game Boy Advance both. And they're both available right now. Like as we speak, you can go download them and play those games. Yes. And uh, unfortunately um, for us, we are not about to play Minish Cap. So it doesn't help us right this moment. But uh, the upcoming seasons will be so much easier now that we don't have to go hunt down Game Boy Colors and Game Boy Advances and Game Boy SPs to to make all that stuff happen. Well, and so much easier for everybody who follows along with our show, right? I mean, Minish Cap was always going to be one of the ones where, I mean, even with the Oracle games, I wouldn't say those are like easily obtainable at the moment, but at least, at least if you had a 3DS and some notice, uh, you were able to snag those on the 3DS eShop before the service, um, went down. Right. But, uh, which I know you and I both did. Right. Yeah, exactly. For I guess it turns out for for no good reason at this point. But uh, but hey, you know, that's fine. We we had no way of knowing. So um, but yeah, with Minish Cap, it's very much a different story, right? It's it was not available a la carte on the 3DS eShop. Uh, it was available on the Wii U. Um, but, you know, how many people have Wii U's lying around easily accessible, you know? Um mm-hmm. And then aside from that, your only real options were either emulation or to try and track down either a bootleg Game Boy Advance cart or a legit copy of the game, which those run into the hundreds of dollars now. Um, and of course, you have to have a Game Boy Advance platform to play it on. So this is this is huge, obviously. Um, Minish Cap, I think, is one that, uh, you know, people just being able to easily get in and play that on the Switch is going to it's going to result in a lot of ongoing conversation about that game a lot of people re-examining it and finding that it's a just a, a nice charming little adventure yeah I, i'm very excited to have that readily available and for more people to play it along with us now um i think this is and, and as we've said a lot it's only a good thing to continue um backwards compatibility like just in general there's really no downside to having these older games available, ready to play, easily easily accessible. Um, like th- There's really no downside, and I think it's a huge win for Nintendo to be uh, continuing to push that forward. Um, Xbox is also on the leading edge of that. Um, PlayStation, not so much, but like it's good to see some of the um, larger companies in gaming really investing in uh, making sure that their catalog all the way back as far back as they can feasibly make it um, is available to to enjoy uh, to this day. And I think that that's that's a really good thing. Yep. Couldn't agree. And of course, you know, we did mention the Oracle games. Um, those were specifically mentioned as coming to the Game Boy service in the future. They are not in the in the first slate of games that are dropping with that service. Um, Link's Awakening DX is. And so, you know, that's obviously really great news for anybody who enjoys going back and, and playing the uh, basically original version of Link's Awakening. Um you know, I, I'm not sure that that's something that I'm uh, going to ever do again necessarily now that we have the Switch version. And I, I love that that master of the game so much, but it, it's still great to have it accessible in that way. And yeah, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons will be coming to the service as well at some future point. Um, in the past, when they have kind of done this thing where they said, hey, you can play all these games today and then here are games that we're going to be adding later. Uh, that usually happens over the span of several months rather than like several days or weeks. So I would say there's a pretty good chance that we could probably expect those to show up anytime between now and 
June ish. It's it, it's going to be just just a little while, but uh, you know they typically don't sit on those on those things for too terribly long. So uh, just a little patience, and they'll and they'll be here. Um, then of course there are some games that I'm actually really excited to play that are coming along with all of this as well that are not Zelda, right? Like um, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Land, Six Golden Coins. I loved when I was a kid. Kirby's Dream Land. I loved when I was a kid. On the Game Boy Advance, uh, that actually is going to be bringing with it Metroid Fusion, which I have mm-hmm. never had a chance to play, and I'm really excited to do. No, I think that. Um like there's a lot of really good Mario games also that are coming um, via those services. Um, you know, I don't know. None of the Pokemon games were, were mentioned, uh, which I find kind of interesting. Um, I'm assuming that probably has something to do with Pokemon being almost like a sub studio, but uh, you know, hopefully some of those make it back around. Um, I'd love to see uh, gold and silver Ruby and Sapphire, stuff like that uh, land on the switch. That would be, I think a lot of fun uh, to play. Um, and, and now that I think about it, we have the Pokemon, um, the picture one, the Nintendo 64 Pokemon, Oh, um, Pokemon snap snap. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's on switch or is it Coliseum? I don't know. I think there's a Pokemon game from the Nintendo 64 era that is, uh, on the switch already. So snap is a little bit surprised not to see. Yeah. Snap is on there. And I think Pokemon stadium is supposed to drop sometime soon. They said it was coming and it hasn't showed up yet. So, um, that being so, so yes, I'm definitely very interested um, at the exclusion of Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, um, you know, Ruby, Sapphire, uh, you know, all of those um, Emerald. Like those seem like gimme titles, but at the same time, um, usually when new things are revealed for Pokemon, they're done in specific pokemon directs i think they call them pokemon Mm -hmm. showcases um just because game freak exists like even though they are partners with nintendo um they exist a little bit outside of the orbit of you know the traditional nintendo um organization and so uh i i know that the the common knowledge is that there's supposed to be another one of those specialized pokemon directs in the front half of the year to announce things like dlc for scarlet violet and um whatever else they're working on under the pokemon umbrella right now i would not be surprised if there if there was like an announcement of like hey all of all of the pokemon titles for game boy game boy color and game boy advance are being added to those services like on this day um because it's just wild to me that they just would never show up there you know right yeah so, I think that I think that that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but with all that being said, so I know I, I mentioned Metroid just a minute ago. Uh, that brings us to one of our other really fun reveals from this direct, which is obviously not Zelda related, but is a huge deal for anybody who's been following the affairs of Nintendo online for any span of time. Now, uh, we finally got an announcement that Metroid Prime Remastered is coming to the Switch and is, in fact, available on the Switch I think right this very second, they said it was coming today. So um, that's humongous news. Uh, there's been there's been no easy official way to play that game in a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's been kind of one of those things where people just knew like it's been leaked so much. Nintendo just has it sitting on a shelf somewhere. They're just waiting for the right time to drop it. And apparently today was that time. So Metroid Prime, go get into it. I, I've never yeah, played it, especially very especially it being a remaster. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, especially it being a remaster instead of just like a, you know, drop into a virtual console um, like, man, 
that is that is awesome and i'm very excited about that yeah there were some awesome things that they mentioned about the remaster too like the fact that it has native twin stick support which is uh which is great obviously a lot of older fps games on nintendo systems um feel a little clunky nowadays just because of the single stick that the controllers had but adding support for dual sticks is is definitely a great way to sort of modernize those experiences um and then of course the elephant in the room is that metroid prime 2 and 3 were not announced as being uh something that that's coming um this is a little bit surprising because uh all three games were released as a package deal on the wii u um Mm -hmm. and so i think people just assumed that the same was going to happen here um it did not but i think it's pretty fair to say that the strategy for nintendo going forward is that they're just going to drip feed us these three games and use that as a way to kind of fill the gap between now and whenever metroid prime 4 drops Yeah, I think it's also fair to say that, like, I mean, we all know that remastering games takes a huge amount of effort and work, right? Like, it's and it's been akin uh, explained to me as like sometimes it can be almost as work as much work as making a whole new video game. So, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily shocked that they weren't all three ready all at the same time. They're probably just prioritizing or having a small team work on it, or you know, um, and and like you said, drip feeding that is just a good way to stretch that out, and it gives them something to drop at at a Nintendo direct in the future that uh, could generate hype and um you know i mean it's it's good marketing ploy if anything or if nothing else yep no i i i agree i definitely agree uh is there anything else that you feel that we need to touch on before we get on to tears of the kingdom i know that uh uh, there was there were some other big things that I know people have been waiting for here. Um, the Advance Wars remaster. A lot of people like that series and it got pushed back quite a lot um, due to the invasion of Ukraine. Of all things, Nintendo felt like it was insensitive to release the game around the time that was happening. Um, yeah. But I guess we're far enough away from that now to where they're comfortable dropping it. So uh, we now have an official release date for that. But uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pikmin 4 was what kind of started the whole presentation. I have no history with Pikmin at all, so that doesn't really mm-hmm. do anything for me. But again, that's one of those Nintendo entries that I know has its fan base and people do get excited about. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i on the same page there. I, I don't think that really anything else in the direct really um, caught my personal uh, fancy. But um, I know some folks in our discord were really excited about some of the other things that were going on. But, uh, you know, didn't hit didn't hit me in that particular way. So, um, yeah, I think I'm good to move on to the uh, main event. Okay. well, obviously, uh, the one that we were all wondering if we were going to see at this show was Tears of the Kingdom. Everybody's got questions. Is it still coming out May 12th? How much does it cost? Um, you know, what, what is the actual story of this game that we're going to be playing? What are some of the mechanics and whatnot? Um, and so it's interesting because we definitely got more tears of the kingdom. I don't know that we got answers to all of those questions. I feel like there's still a lot of information that we're due to be told about this game before it's actually in our hands and ready to play. Um, that being said, so so what we did get was another trailer. This one was uh, more full than the last ones we've gotten. I feel like each trailer for this game has gotten successively longer and longer and shown us just a little bit more. Um, we did get voiceover in this one from another character. Um, Presumably Ganondorf. I can only assume is Ganondorf, right? Yeah. And so like and that voiceover was kind of it was in the trailer along with new shots of that like dehydrated Ganondorf corpse that we've seen in other ones. 
Yeah, there was even a shot of him where it looks like he was standing up and like using magic to raise the the ground. Like, I don't know if you caught that. I did. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I did. So it it looks like that and reanimated corpse is not going to be a uh, dehydrated corpse for too terribly long or at least not permanently. Yeah. So that being said, it it definitely still remains to be seen exactly what the storyline of this game is. We don't have really very much to go on here other than it seems like uh, it seems like this evil presence is threatening Hyrule with complete extinction. Um, Yeah, there there definitely seems to be a renewed army of like evil critters that are kind of scouring the land. Um, And as we've seen in past trailers, the land of Hyrule itself seems to be in a decent amount of like physical geographic upheaval um the the raising of all these islands into the sky definitely seems to have like changed the topography of the kingdom a little bit i was actually looking through the trailer and just trying to pick out like landmarks you know um and try to get a lot of them i i can't i don't see a lot of them i mean it's it's so there are some that i couldn't see like there's a shot of link looking down um down on hyrule castle with like whatever that red malice junk is coming out of it um, and you can see actually a lot of the, of the breath of the wild map from there. Um, links basically looking down directly above d- the death mountain area towards Hyrule castle. And so you can see, uh, you can see Kokiri or not Kokiri forest. Um, uh, you can see the Korok forest off to the North. You can see Hebra, you know, you can see the great plateau, the Gerudo region, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not at see about the, 22 at about 22 seconds. You can see uh, one of the labyrinth islands. So that was neat. Oh, really? Because I was actually trying yeah. to see if I could pick out the Lome labyrinth um, in that shot. I was just talking about the one that's over off by Hebra and I couldn't see it. So no, go go to 22 seconds and you can see the one that's off of the Akala region. Okay, cool. So that's interesting. Um, we definitely have got a few shots of of some very interesting, like there's some dark forested looking areas that have some vaguely like fungal looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, pl- I'm looking at that right now. Plant life. Um, I'm not sure where in the world that's supposed to be. Um, and there are several shots where we can see landscapes that have what look to be structures the same size as Sheikah Towers, but they definitely don't look like Sheikah Towers. Mm-hmm. Like at the very beginning, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I thought that they were Sheikah towers, where like the whatever pedestal the Sheikah towers sit on, they're like lit. They're like lit up, like uh, like with the spotlights coming out from the bottom. I'm, I think they are Sheikah towers. Hmm. It, it's interesting. I. It's hard to get a clear look at any of this because it all goes by so quickly. Um, we definitely so we get a really um a really sweeping shot of Hateno Village. Uh, there's a shot where you can see it's like, it's looking from the Hateno ancient tech lab down towards the town. So that definitely looks to be a place that we can go again. We see the great bridge of Hyrule, uh, which has a very evil looking critter chilling out. Yeah. On it. Like a three headed dragon. Yeah. It's fire. A, so someone in our discord just said, is, is that, that a, a Gleok? Is that a Gleok? I was like, ah, oh, I mean, could well, be, could be. <laughs> We're uh, doing adventure. We're doing a uh, legend of Zelda. OG callbacks. Yeah. In that case. Uh, I'm always down for that. We see Redeads in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Very excited about those. Yes. Um, But basically, from a mechanic standpoint, it's very interesting because it seems like we're seeing 
interesting uh, variations on the kind of stuff that we used to be able to do with the Sheikah slate. It looks to me like Link is controlling all of this with his like whatever's happening to his arm, you know, robot arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we see we see looks at several different of those new abilities. There's like a very big. Um, to much to my disdain, one of these shots was like a a look at what I can only assume is a motion puzzle. Oh yeah, yeah. It's at one one thirty at one minute and thirty seconds. It looks like just a giant motion based shrine puzzle. So I really hope that those are <laughs> less of a pain in the butt than they were in Breath of the Wild. Um, by far one of the most interesting shots in the whole trailer was we see the torso of a young woman. It looks like wearing a dress. And and wearing jewelry that is very kind of primitive looking. It, it's a very similar aesthetic style to a lot of the architecture that we've seen in other trailers and to stuff that Link is wearing to Link's arm. Um, it definitely seems to be a style for this game. I know people have kind of speculated, like, is this an ancient goddess thing? Is this the Zonai? What is it? Um, so is this Zelda? I'm not sure. It uh, It seems to be intentionally obfuscating the identity of this person. Um, but the immediate next shot is their hand grasping Link's robot hand. Um, mm-hmm. So very interesting. Um, what this really all just kind of gets down to is that we we still have no idea what the story of this game is, really, like what, what the narrative that it's telling is. Yeah, so I'm looking, I'm rewatching that now. That's at one minute, 33 seconds for anybody who's wondering what we're talking about. I watched it, you know, this is like my fourth or fifth time watching this. I just thought that that was Zelda the whole time until you said that it's not explicitly Zelda. And you're you're right. It's not explicitly Zelda. Um, but wow. Yeah. OK. That gives a whole new light on that. One thing that <laughs> uh, at one minute, 41 seconds, uh, Link is driving a tractor. So that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's so interesting. So, yeah, he's got driving this car. He got this tractor, and I do think it is worth mentioning the front two wheels of this car tractor thing that he's on. Those are definitely lizard heads from from like Zonai ruins that you can find around Hyrule. So, um, For sure. lending even more credence to the fact that the Zonai culture is somehow related to the plot of this game. Um, then if then you go another few frames past that, and you can see what looks like a dirigible of some kind, some sort of hot air balloon like device. Um, and then you yeah. go, and then you go even one more past that, and you can see Link. He's flying a drone. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks like he's flying it towards a a traveler from Destiny Two, like that giant sphere thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that way off in the yeah, distance. Yeah, one minute, one minute, forty four seconds. Yeah, he's flying towards a sphere. Uh huh. Yeah, that looks like it's connected to another island, and I'm wondering if the dungeons in this game are like sky islands, and that's the way mm-hmm. that they s- separate those things. Um. A few frames past that, we do see some recognizable landmarks, like you can see Link riding a horse towards the dueling peaks. Um, You know, it definitely appears that we're going to be spending time in the Hyrule that we have already come to know in this game, or or at least a version of it. Um, Of course, this all ends with some voiceover from Zelda saying she doesn't think we can defeat him, uh, assuming the him to mean Ganondorf, yeah. Um, But the last line of the trailer is... Lend him your power, which uh, I'm not sure what that means um, or who she's asking that. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Uh, and then we get one more shot of 
so it's the it's the shot we've already seen of Zelda falling into a chasm just from a different angle. Like it's a side shot mm-hmm. and Link is kind of jumping after her. So, um, yeah. And oh, man, like it makes me terrified that Zelda's going to die at the beginning of this game. And, you know, that seems more and more likely. I mean, I guess anything is on the table. Um, like we know Link doesn't die because he is in the rest of the game. Yeah. He loses an arm. Well, so I get, I don't know, like there's, I think there's a lot of speculation worthiness of Zelda dying. And then, um, you know, that, that's that princess or the goddess or whatever could be Zelda's spirit or the, the reincarnation of Zelda's, um, goddess spirit. So Link, um, Link's arm in this shot where he's reaching for her is, is um, crusty. Yeah, it's it's completely blasted, it looks like. And it's notably not covered in the robot like architecture looking stuff um, mm-hmm. that that we see most of the game. It seems that, that he seems to have on. So um, I think the theory is pretty good that this is probably a cutscene from the beginning of the game. Like this is maybe the establishing premise of the game. Uh, but we'll definitely have to wait and see the release date. Like we've already said, was confirmed. May 12th, 2023. Um, at this point, I don't think a delay is likely. Um, I, I don't think it's. Yeah, I think that. I doubt it. Yeah, I think I think if they were going to do it, then they would have done it here. I do think that what we can look forward to now is an actual Tears of the Kingdom focused showcase sometime between now and release, because I think at the very least what they're going to want to do is talk about like with Breath of the Wild, the mechanics changes. Yeah, they had talked about core mechanics and the way that the game basically functions and like the overall premise of the game. Like there was a lot of press coverage around the the Great Plateau, for instance, before Breath of the Wild actually dropped. Um, And so I I have a hard time imagining that this is the last we're going to see of this game before it drops in May. So uh, definitely stay tuned for more stuff on that. Um, I am kind of looking around. So it does appear that the price for the game is $70. I think we're getting a $10 price increase on this one. Yeah. So I'm going to say, while I wouldn't be surprised if there are more, you know, Tears of the Kingdom things coming out, I kind of hope that there isn't just because I'd like to go into this with minimal um, explanation. And the reason I say that is because I feel like they had to do the amount of explanation that they did with Breath of the Wild because it was such a radical departure from um, standard Zelda. So they had to they had to prep everybody for that. Right. And they had to really get it in front of it and construct the narrative and push the narrative. It seems like the core mechanics of open world exploration inventory and item management like it seems like most of that is going to be uh, more or less the same um so I, I don't necessarily think that there's as much of a need to control the narrative surrounding it um and my fear of more coming out rather than less by from nintendo is um spoilers about you know even even just the very beginning of the game like you said if this is the establishing shot like um you know speculation is fine but uh i I don't want it to be confirmed that zelda dies right like i don't want them to confirm that or or anything so i i don't know I, i think it would be a good thing to um you know 
let it come out. Maybe put out a statement about, you know, Tears of the Kingdom is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Many of the core gameplay mechanics will be the same or similar to what you experienced in Breath of the Wild. We look forward to you engaging in this world uh, and in, in a meaningful way, much like you did with Breath of the Wild. And uh, we hope you all enjoy it. Like. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. I'm telling you, there's just, especially from a marketing standpoint alone, there's next to 0% chance that this is the last hurrah for Tears of the Kingdom marketing before the drop of the game. Like, I I think I, I expect the momentum to increase from here and not to decrease. You know, it is Zelda. People are incredibly excited for this game, and in some ways it will sell itself. Um but Nintendo's still going to be pushing it pretty hard. So um, I definitely think you are right. I don't think they want to show their hand too much before we get the game in our hands, nor should they, uh, nor do I want them to. But uh, yeah, you're definitely, we're, we're definitely going to be getting the lines filled in just a little bit more before we actually get this in our hands. Um, I did just want to say one or two other things. Uh, for one, if you go to, um, if you go to Nintendo's UK site, for Tears of the Kingdom, uh, they do have an image gallery that has some high res stills from the trailer um, that you can actually kind of zoom in on and, and collect a few details. So that's pretty nice. It does look to me like we were right. The Sheikah Slate does not appear to be on Link's um, hip for this game. Um also, uh, I'm checking a Twitter thread over here. Um, let's see. Oh, I actually just lost it. Where'd it go? Somebody had posted pictures of a um of some Zelda marketing images that showed that one of the, one of the things that you're going to be able to customize in this game is actually your glider, which is a big deal because I don't think we'd actually seen Linky using a glider in any of the um, promotional material before. Like it was a pretty good bet that we were still going to have it, but um, it's a slightly different looking glider than before, but the actual sailcloth part of it, you can customize like there's, there's a version that looks like your sailcloth from Skyward Sword there's a version that looks like Majora's Mask. There's one that looks like the um, the Hylian hood that you can get in Breath of the Wild. So it uh, looks like there's a little bit of fun customization that's going to be happening there. And of course, we are going to get a new Link Amiibo that's going to drop with Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and they have said that the game will have Amiibo support in some way. Um, there's also going to be a collector's edition that comes with a hard shell metal case of the game. And then a few um, extra odds and ends. Looks like an art book, maybe a pin set. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh don't know if I'm going to be going for that one myself necessarily. I, I have enough kind of gaming tchotchkes laying around the house, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Don't don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. But all that is to say, definitely a very interesting trailer. Um, my hype for this game is is reaching critical levels. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, did you want to talk for one second about what you brought up right before we got uh, got on to start recording that. Yeah, so I, I've seen a couple reactions by people, uh, mostly content creators that I follow on Twitter, um, where they're saying like, Tears of the Kingdom feels kind of off and don't know what it is, can't put a finger on it, but it, it feels different. The tone feels odd and it, it just feels weird. And I wanted to just kind of talk about that where I, in some ways I agree and but also, I think that that's intentional. Like, it, it is very obvious that Tears of the Kingdom is going for a much darker tone than really anything we've seen probably since Majora's Mask. And one thing that I think really sets off this um, 
uncomfortable different feel is the the mechanical sounding musical um note that plays like around the 120 uh or not the 120 um the one but when the title drops uh that is 150 so once yeah, it yeah. starts playing around 150 and it gets that weird almost fee noise sounding but in a minor in a minor key and it's just like it's not rhythmic it's very off-putting and i think that is one of the main things that like the feeling that that conveys i think is strewn throughout um the trailers that we've seen so far and it's a feeling of just creepiness and um asyncopation and uh arrhythmic and it's very like off-putting and unsettling um and i think that's very intentional and i think that's going to set us up for a very dark um game that is going to be um hopefully as challenging combat wise as it appears to be um tonally tonally wise so um i don't know i think that's my two cents on it um well i don't know if you have any other thoughts no, yeah, I think honestly, and some of this too is that like um, watching the trailer and it's like like it's low res version that was posted. Um, like it's definitely not the prettiest looking trailer in the world when you go watch it on YouTube. But when you go look at some of these uh, screenshots in high res on the site, um, it it really is actually pretty gorgeous. I think a lot of what that feeling is the feeling of like, hey, something feels just a little off about this. Um, I think that for one thing. Um, we're taking that kind of techno future aesthetic from breath of the wild to even like greater heights in this game, which I understand how that might feel a little off putting to, uh, to some people, um, just as we're getting further and further away from the strict Renaissance fair fantasy only, um, vibe of, of classic Zelda. The other thing is though, that I think, um, you know, in some ways it's a little hard to escape the knowledge that this game was originally just DLC for breath of the wild. Um, and so the question now is, is there enough new here to justify it being its own separate game? And I personally am not worried about the answer to that question. I think that the extra six years taken to get it to this point, (laughs) say that, look, there's a lot extra here, I'm sure. Um, and I'm still, I'm still of the opinion that there's some kind of split in the game in some way. Like I'm looking through these screenshots again and there's, there's several more shots in here of like the outfit that we assume is it's link is wearing it from the first trailer where it's much different. It's like sandals with like a little tunic, like a half tunic that he's wearing. His hair is long. He's got much more primitive looking weapons. Um, and I, I'm still pretty convinced that there's some sort of, I don't know if it's a timeline jump, like you jump between past and future. Um, you play between two different characters or incarnations of link. I have no idea, no idea what's going on here, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very intentionally like it was kind of like when the marketing for Avengers infinity war or uh, Avengers Endgame kicked off and like a few shots uh, showed Scarlett Johansson with her infinity war haircut. But then she had like a much different and obviously like longer haircut in the rest of them and you were just kind of like people were picking it apart and they were all like oh there's probably a time jump in this movie after which like her hair looks different you know right it's kind of like that um 
So what exactly that all entails, I don't think it's just a simple outfit change. But but you know what? We'll see. Uh, this is the fun. Like theorizing about all of this is one of the things that's the most fun about the lead up to the release of a new game. So, but all that is to say, I I think that. Um, I think that any concerns about whether or not this is going to be justifiable as being an entirely new skew, like an entirely new game, I I don't think that I don't think we really have anything to worry about, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not concerned about a lack of content, um, given the seven years that it's been <laughs> between, uh, you know, when when between games. So I, I'm not concerned about a lack of content making this um, stand out as its own worth worthiness of being its own game yeah for sure cool all right well did you have anything else you wanted to say about this before we get out of here um you know what i do not i think i'm good uh we had a lot to cover um as i think we suspected but didn't know but i'm glad we glad we had that much to talk about it was it was a really good direct um and i know some people who are harder core nintendo fans even than you and i um outside of zelda have a lot more to be um, excited about as well. So um, just really solid. And I, I love getting these. I wish they'd give us more than a day's notice. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I mean, it you can't let the hype consume you. If you like, if, if they tell you a week in advance, you let the hype peter out over that week. There's something crazy about mm-hmm. like, ooh, 24 hours. Here we go. You know, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it for what it is. But uh, yeah, all that is to say, definitely uh, go give that trailer a watch. Join in the discussion online if if theorizing and um, headcanon and trying to piece these things together is your deal. Obviously, if you want to re- remain completely unspoiled, then, you know, you you do you, boo. Um, there is continues to be excellent conversation around everything that's been revealed so far in our Discord channel and definitely encourage you to go check that out as well. Um, but with all of that being said, uh, I think uh, time to get out of here for this one. Um, Matt and I will catch all of you guys next week in episode one of season eight, um, talking about our first little section of A Link Between Worlds appreciate you uh taking this episode a day later than you normally get it and hope that the hope the wait was worth it so that we could break down a little bit of this new information yep absolutely it was a good one and with all that being said let's get into the outro if you enjoyed today's show and you would like a little extra Sacred Realms in your life, you can head over to patreon.com slash sacredrealmspod and become a patron. If you've got no rupees, it is not a problem. Five-star Apple Podcast reviews are a great free way to support us. More reviews means that more people see our show, and that makes us very happy. Hi, Leans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sacred Realms Pod for updates on the podcast and for behind-the-scenes action. Sacred Realms will be back next Wednesday with our thoughts on the beginning chapters of A Link Between Worlds. We would love for you to play along with us and to share your thoughts on our social channels. A Link Between Worlds can be played on the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, which I actually last week said that it was exclusive to the Nintendo 3DS. That's not entirely accurate. It is playable on anything within that. So Nintendo 3DS, 2DS, um, there's a few things within that family you can play it on. But um, And then, of course, I believe it is possible to emulate the game on some platforms, uh, but we have been hearing that that is somewhat challenging on newer Mac computers. So uh, best of luck to you if that's the way that you're trying to do it. But in the meantime, may your hearts be full. May your arrows never miss. We'll catch y'all next time. Sacred Realms is an independent podcast production, which is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lyndon Willoughby. 
Our music comes from Zelda and Chill by Mikkel and is graciously provided to us by Mikkel and Game Chops Records. Zelda and Chill is available to stream on Spotify or to purchase directly from GameChops.com. Finally, our thanks go to Nintendo for creating such exceptional and innovative experiences.